Buckle up, hotties. It's time to talk some hoops. Welcome to Crunch Wears No Pants with Brandon, Nate, and Jordan. Let's pop in, panty people. It's time for episode five? Episode six? Does the, does the mailbag quest does show bonus count episode. as a No, that's a bonus episode. episode. Yeah, that's episode five. It's five. five. Welcome to episode five of Crunch Wears No Pants, powered by Jimmy's Dips and Joe Mama Salsa. I'm proudly part of the Pole Tab Sports basketball family, which is us and my former boss, Andy Roney. What's up, Andy? Uh, before anything happens, please subscribe to the pod wherever you get your podcasts and leave us ratings. It helps. And also, you know, follow us on social at No Pants Crunch on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram, not Facebook, because Zuckerberg is a cyborg. And Reddit. Subscribe to the Reddit account. <laughs> yeah, but Twitter is fine. <laughs> Twitter, Twitter is doing fine. Yeah, there's no, doing there's nothing going on with Twitter right now. Nothing big at all. Um, okay, so let's... I'm not doing the icebreaker question today, so I have no f- clever segue to get into it. So, Durf, just take us away. Take us on this magic carpet ride. All right, let's do it, guys. All right, the question yes. for today is thematic. Tomorrow's Thanksgiving. <gasps> So, but what if people are listening to this in three weeks? Tomorrow was Thanksgiving when we recorded. <laughs> tomorrow was Thanksgiving. <laughs> uh, let's see. It was probably out in three days. Yeah, a couple days ago, two days ago, it was Thanksgiving. Okay. If the Timberwolves are a Thanksgiving meal, what dish is J Mac and why? Hmm. Don't 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 think too hard about it. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, garlic mashed potatoes. Okay. And what's your? Because you can never go wrong. You, it's a utilitarian side. Okay. He, he's the stuffing because he's all I want. <laughs> oh, <Whoa. interesting>. wow. <laughs> uh, okay, great. Um, my answer was going to be sweet potato pie because he's he's good. He's consistent. I don't know. <laughs> I don't have a good rationale for okay. that. Sweet potato pie is one of those things that I've never actually had or seen. I've just heard about it on like television shows about Thanksgiving. I don't know if I want it in a pie. Like if I'm thinking sweet potatoes, I'm thinking like Cajun seasoning, uh, garlic, truffle, whatever, like fries. Oh, so you want you want a more of a savory. Yeah, I want a savory sweet potato. I don't want a sweet sweet That's potato. That's fine. That's fair. I just don't want sweet That's potatoes. Fair. All right. Uh, what well, about what about green bean casserole? What do we think about green bean? Bullshit. Casserole? Horrendous. Get it out of here. Okay. And not it's just because it's popular. You don't like popular things. I like I like Marvel, which is the most popular. <laughs> and, Star and Star Wars. Wars. Okay. And Star enough. Wars. Green bean casserole not a not a part of the Beck family um, Thanksgiving tradition typically. Mm. So. It's not bland enough. <laughs> Beck, for the listeners, Beck hates any like type of sauce, right? Any type of like he doesn't. You don't like ketchup. I like ketchup. You didn't. You used <laughs> That's to not. not. True. You know, it's I fun- just don't like over sauced things. Okay, just like a little bit of sauce. I think you. I think you huh. expanded with HelloFresh. I think you expanded your. No, you're just making shit up. Now. <laughs> I heard Joe Mamas also made an exclusive back package, which is just <laughs> chopped tomatoes <laughs> and a little bit of cilantro. And no, it just comes in a little container. <laughs> Perfect proportions. So, all right. Lovely. Durf, great job. Thank you. I'm so proud of you. Ice is broken. Oh, also, we should, I didn't introduce us, but does it matter? I made funny nicknames for us, but. Go for it. Yeah, no, I don't want do to. It. Do it. Do the bit. No, I don't want to anymore. Uh, you don't know who we are. Oh. Uh, okay. <laughs> Big old show today. The vibes are demonstrably better around the Timberwolves. We're going to talk about the last six games since we recorded, which were, you know, we're four and two in that time. Uh, four game win streak. Uh, they're playing as we speak right now. So no spoilers. Yeah, no spoilers. Yeah, don't spoil it. I got them DVRing. What if Rudy, Cat, and D'Lo all tear their ACLs? <laughs> and Ant's arm explodes. Knocking on that wood. 
Yeah, that's that's That'd be bad. horrible thing you <laughs> so just said. You could have been like, man. what if they lose by a lot? <laughs> oh, what a great joke, talk- man. <laughs> but whatever. I don't, I don't think that'll happen because when it doesn't happen, we'll feel better about it. But the but okay, the, the vibes right now. That's we're gonna go, go over. This is just a, I'm a train wreck. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> We'll go over the positive vibes of the team, which have been great the last six games. I think we'll mostly focus on the Rudy Gobert experience, Jaden, and J-Mac most likely. Maybe some plus-minus talk. J-Mac, the greatest point guard of all time. It's There's a debate to be had. And then, you know, speaking of Twitter, who knows how long it'll be around. We're going to have a Wolves Twitter draft. We're going to assemble teams. Seven-member teams. We're going to pick 21 <laughs> members of Wolves Twitter. Deep. It's, it's far too much, and I kind of want to cut it down a little bit. Nope. I've got a whole big board prepared. Okay, well, <laughs> Minor stretches, but we'll do it. We'll so see we'll what do, happens. We'll do a Wolves Twitter draft, which will take probably 60 minutes. Uh, but before that, it's Thanksgiving. Imagine this. You just you and you and your wife just got home from Thanksgiving dinner and you're like, oh, babe, that was such a fun time with your family. And, you know, you're by the fire. You start. <laughs> take out the Jimmy's dips. Can we start over? <laughs> Redact. Redact. Oh, so you're a prude. No, I just, it's after so Thanksgiving. So you're selective of where you want your Jimmy's caramel dip or sea salt dip. It's after Thanksgiving, dude. <laughs> you are bloated and you are I'm ready so to bloated. go. You're off the sangria. You're like, let's <laughs> let's get it cracking. Um, Good Vibes Jally is off the rails. <laughs> Jimmy's Unhinged. dips. Jimmy's dips. Will that make it into the audio recording? Who's to say? It's going to be 30 seconds of a sentence. <laughs> Jimmy's dips. Uh, look for the apples at Cover Hy-Vee. They got the their new caramel dip. They got caramel and sea salt caramel. Depending on your on your preference, you can dip apples in it. You can dip a banana in it. You can sprinkle it over your apple crisp. Um, it's a local company. Stewartsville, Minnesota. That's where they hail from. So you better freaking show some love to Jimmy's dips. Uh, you can buy it online or at Cub Foods or High V, um, Jimmy's. If that was just the boring ad read, I'm sorry. My host made me cut the funny one that happened before. I've had, I've had six canisters. Is that what you call it? Containers of Jimmy's di- dips. <laughs> <laughs> I meant the first thing. <laughs> There's no limit to what you can do. <laughs> okay, well, let's right. get back on the rails. Real sports journalism is dead. We only care about vibes now. The last six games have been good, and two of those have been losses. So since we last recorded, we had the Phoenix game, which was kind of a sad L, but not as sad, but still a little bit sad. That was, that was, was kind rough. of like, I think that was kind of the... Turning point? The low, like, that was like the, the bottom rock out. bottom. Not the Knicks game? I think the, but the Phoenix game after the Knicks game was like just as bad and disappointing where it was like, Wow, they just got their asses kicked by the Knicks, and now they don't really show any heart. Yeah, it's yeah. like a Chris Paul, Cam Johnsonless Suns. Mm, was, yeah. was that close at any point? I'm trying to remember the Phoenix game. No, they were down by like, were like twenty in like, the first half. It was yeah, eight. It was eight, consistently like, like ten at the at the minimum. Yeah. So the Phoenix game, kind of a bummer. And that was the bottom out. Then we come back, show some heart versus Memphis. The John Moran experience. The whistle gets blown before he even gets the ball. It's a bunch of bullshit. Uh, but we lost, sadly. Then we played Cleveland and we freaking murked them. And then they came back and then we beat them. And then Orlando, same thing. We beat, we murked them and they came back and then we beat them. Philly, same thing. We murked them and then they came back and then we beat them. And then Miami, they were murking us. Then plot twist, we played in the third quarter and then we beat them. So we are four and two in the last six games. Gentlemen, four game win streak. How are the vibes? 
Brandon, start us off. Um, well, first things first, the vibes are unquestionably better than they were uh, this time two weeks ago when we were recording. I mean, we were we were very sad. I was, and Jally yeah. was ready to sell the team and trade everybody. Yeah. And um, and so like four-game win streak, back above 500, all that stuff's really good. Um, until the Miami game on Monday, I was still kind of like keeping things at an arm's length because like you said, like, we would play like three good quarters and then we'd, we'd kind of like let our feet off the gas and guys, teams would come back and those teams were all like really shorthanded and Miami was shorthanded too. But like, yeah, sure, we beat Cleveland, but it's Cleveland without Donovan Mitchell and Jared Allen. And once again, like Darius Garland. Jared Allen? <laughs> Vikings <laughs> ring of honor defensive yeah. end, Jared Allen? He was he was blowing guys up. He had like 15 sacks in the game. <laughs> like, the refs were not calling He brought it. his bow on the court. It was crazy. Um, but so, yeah, so they were shorthanded. So that win was kind of like, okay, good win. But, you know, like that's kind of what we're expected. Orlando was like, like horrendously bad, like except the Bull Bull experience. That was, was very magical. fun. Mm-hmm. I could watch I Bull kinda, Bull all I the time. Like, I, I could too. He's, you see, you know, the unicorn says, I kind of like the magic. Like in three years, they could, if they can keep it together, the they're ma- deep. The magic are like fun and weird because of like how gigantic they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like when everyone's healthy, it's like Bull Bull, Mo Bamba, Paolo Bancaro, Franz Wagner, like just these monstrosities of people and they're all like it's <laughs> a mean compliment yeah. no monstrosities like big dudes it's Dude, got a negative connotation you're a monstrosity <laughs> thanks man um, i didn't mean it as they, they, they cool have some logo. talent yeah they have some talent yeah. they have some talent and a cool and logo cool jays um and then same thing with philadelphia um a little less like they weren't playing hard and a little more like man find someone who loves you as much as referees love joel Embiid. <sighs> Because that guy flails around like a fish. He's the least entertaining basketball player I've ever watched. I can't imagine anyone that's not a Philadelphia fan enjoys watching what that guy does. It's a soulless mm-hmm. experience. It's mm-hmm. it's, And I know it's frustrating when it's happening like against your team. But it's also just like it's not basketball. It's, the third quarter took 45 minutes, I swear. Yeah. And, it was horrible. And it's just like ugh, it, it's, it's tough to watch. So but whatever. The vibes are better. Yeah. But then the Miami game like – kind of like down in the dumps first half. Um, we'll talk a little bit about like boo gate yeah. um, later. And like they were getting booed. I didn't really think that the first half in that Miami game though, was like a lack of effort, lack of fight. Like they were, they were, there was some things like they weren't boxing out as much, but that might just be the team. That just might just be like <laughs> the reality of the team. Um, but what was really happening was Miami was just like sitting back in that zone and we were just, clank and open shots over and over again. And it's mm-hmm. like, you can say like, move the ball, but it's like, okay, like there's four guys standing around the perimeter. They're all wide open. They just keep passing to each other until one mm-hmm. person shoots it. This is a great segue into something that was bothering me um, on Twitter. People were like, you know, what's going on? Uh, Rudy's out of the game. He's a non-factor. In like fifth grade, when we could first start to play zone and in-house or whatever travel basketball, that's what like my coaches told me when we were 10, like, the paint's gonna be tough, and like you have to shoot around it. Well, so you you do need to like the 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 way it's to basic actually basketball. the way to like actually break a zone is like you want to like penetrate and kick mm-hmm. and like penetrate and then like you can yeah. dump it off to Rudy if he's in like the dunker spot or something like that. The problem was like they were playing such a collapsed zone because we weren't shooting anything. Like everyone was like twelve feet away from the basket. Mm-hmm. Um, so that aside, so I didn't chalk that first half up to like lack of effort, and then they just came out and played like the best basketball. They played all year 
uh, in the third and fourth quarter, and I was really impressed. And once again, shorthanded Miami team, but they had Kyle Lowry, they had Bam Adebayo, they had Max Struess. Like that's three of their four starters, and those guys played a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I came away super impressed. I, I'm going to be honest. Before the Miami game, I was kind of ready to come in and like mute the positive vibes a little bit. Ooh. Like I'm not like all back on this team, but like the the win on Monday really like sold me i think as like okay this is like a huge step in the right direction and like the first the first game that they've played that i've really like felt good about overall like otherwise the other games are just like they beat up on shorthanded or bad teams yeah Yeah, the difference being obviously like coming out in the second half strong which we haven't seen much this year it's like we have all this energy to start the game and we get out to a lead and then it slowly just dwindles away terrible third quarter and then the fourth quarter is fighting for your life you still lose by whatever um but yeah like the resiliency of facing difficulty and then winning is says something about your team it's 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 a modicum of culture that minnesota sports fans like to (laughs) get in on how do they have that culture though without pat bevan vando uh i think well i cat is showing a little (laughs) bit of leadership there was a there was a bit where like rudy like he got hit in the face and he was trying to sell it and he was like laying around the court and he was like kind of pissed off you know he he was pissed the whole game and then cat sprints out from the bench like help him up and like you know be there for him can tell that rudy's having a hard time so just seeing stuff like that it's like oh cat's like yeah i mean he's been very he's he's been very intentional he's been very intentional about like making Rudy Gobert feel welcome. Um, I think Kat, though, has all, like, I think that's one thing you can't really criticize Kat about. If anything, you can criticize him for it because it's felt, like, kind of performative mm-hmm. in the past, is that, like, he almost, like, says and does the right thing too much to the point where it kind of, like, feels inauthentic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where it's, like, Kat really wants to be the model teammate. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, always been the case. Like, he didn't, throw Jimmy Butler under the bus when Jimmy Butler was going at him. And like, he's always the guy who's like willing to like take less shots for someone else and stuff like that, where it's wish he wouldn't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Where it's like, that's like kind of something we You're wish he wouldn't good. do. Um, but yeah, no, like hats off to him for, yeah. for doing that. Cats off to him. Cats off to so him. let's, let's, let's dive into this Rudy point. We've had, should we get into Boogate? Yeah, we can get into Boogate a little bit. So, People have been already. I'm already sick of talking, like seeing it on Twitter and talking about it. But let's talk about it for. We, let's get five to six minutes on it. If you don't know what Boogate is, Rudy said, "Hey, fans, don't come to the game and boo us. It doesn't do anything for me." He says, "If you're gonna boo, stay home." And then Ant echoed the sentiment. Then Coach Finch came out and said, "If uh, you don't like getting booed, play better." So I guess the the whole thing is, guys, where do we stand on um, Timberwolves fans booing their own team? When's it warranted? Is it something that you can rock with? It's situational. I mean, if we're talking about this specific example, like I fall somewhere in between. Like I agree with Finch. Yeah, like play better. That's like you can't complain about an entity of fans. Like they're not they're not going to hand out flyers that walk in when you walk in and say don't boo the team if they're starting to lose. But um, one, yeah, like just kick some ass once in a while and maybe you don't have to worry about it. But I also do see how it can be frustrating as a team like you basketball you feed so much off of vibes Mm -hmm. so like if you're getting nothing but bad vibes from it's not helping you yeah Yeah. i think that's a little like chicken or the egg yeah the vibes like booing like because speaking i haven't played like nba basketball or anything like that but 
what? <laughs> but like, did you know it's this? Really, like, if your team's like on the court and you're getting your asses kicked, like, the crowd being like, "It's okay, guys, keep trying," mm-hmm. isn't like going to like turn the tide. Like, that's usually just a react result of like turning the flow. Um, so, like I said, I don't think that I didn't think booing in the first half of that Miami game was warranted. I'm where I fall on it is I don't think we should boo guys or boo the team just for like playing poorly. No one's out there like trying to miss shots or trying to turn it over. Yeah. Like that stuff is just like, that's basketball. That's like Yankees fans boo a guy for striking out. Like, I don't think that's like productive or warranted warranted or anything like that. On the other hand though, like if you they had come out after like the Knicks game or the Suns game and been like, hey guys, stop booing us. I would be like, well, don't go out there with this like false sense of accomplishment and this like we've arrived, like we don't have to try. Like it when you're getting your asses kicked by 25 points and it's because you showed up and didn't give a shit from the from the tip, then like I think it's if the fans are well within their rights to like let guys know that this isn't an acceptable level of effort from the guys. Um, and it was like a weird time to, I guess there was the booing in the first half of the Miami game, but it's like a weird time where I think like the vibes had shifted a little more positive. Yeah. Maybe they were a little like, what do we have to do? We're on a three game winning streak. We came home and in the first half guys are already, people are already booing us. Yeah. I think, uh, I, 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 I personally, I could never boo the Timberwolves. That's just not in my nature. However, if like, you don't like the effort, I agree. Like go for it. If you want to boo, I think. One, I think there's some more Fairweather fans in the crowd. They're like, Ooh, the, 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 they're paying for the sins of the Vikings, Twins, and Wild. Like, we're just going to boo now because that's what we do. And then two, um, I think the bar is – and because of that, the bar has, like, been lowered. So, so I think there's, like, a lot of, like, emotions around the team. Like, that, that comes with investment. So it's kind of a weird silver lining. And then three, I think post-pandemic, I've experienced this while DJing weddings. I've heard friends in the service industry talk about it. People are so much more entitled now. Mm-hmm. Or if they don't like what they're seeing, they're going to mm-hmm. boo it because they think they're entitled to like the, the best meal ever or my best DJ set ever or the best Wolves game ever when that's just not possible. Okay. Is that the yeah. end of boo game? I, I yeah. was just going to say, I do agree with that point where it's the situation in which you're booing. It's not like if you're just missing shots, it's not like you're trying to do that. Yeah. It's like, basically. You it's, need to re- recalibrate there. Yeah. But don't like if it's an effort thing, like that is something you can control. If you, yeah. wa- if you walk out on the court, and you're not running and. Yeah, exactly. What like if if it's a controllable thing, then I think it's warranted. But if it's just like just some clankers, they're having yeah. a bad game. Like, what's the point? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there's Boogate. We got our word in on it. It's over now. Rudy Gobert. Let's do. We spend some more time on Rudy here and the Rudy experience. How we've had it for about twenty games. We said twenty games would be like the checkpoint. We're at like what 18? 17? 17, 17, 17, 18, Game 18's happening right now. Right now. So. There's been a couple times where we've seen Rudy, you know, shove D'Angelo, kind of pout around, take plays off. Uh, I also, during the Heat game, he was, like, throwing, like, bows at the backup center. Like, he was getting yeah, vicious. He was, he was yeah, best. he was getting vicious in the paint. Um, people have been making the point on Twitter that you got to, you know, feed him the ball on offense. We can be engaged on defense, which I think is just fair because, like, then you're engaged on both. It's easier to mm-hmm. keep your energy up. Mm-hmm. So how do we feel about the Rudy Gobert experience 17 games in? Do we like spicy Rudy? Are we kind of like, oh, this is another drama like king? Is this a bad addition? Do we have any thoughts on that? 
I mean, he has not been he has not been as impactful as as I think was expected, as I think as much as like what we gave up for him. He hasn't been that value mm-hmm. yet. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, he's kind of like a he's kind of like a tough player though, like that he takes time. Like Mike Conley, when he got traded to Utah, it took him like a whole year to figure out like the chemistry uh, with Rudy Gobert. And I think he's kind of still in a feeling out process with his teammates as far as like who he can hold accountable and how mm-hmm. he can hold guys accountable. Um, bad, like bad example because this turned really bad. But do you guys remember like Jimmy Butler's first year with the Timberwolves where he was like, when he first showed up, he was like really, really like said and did all the right things and was like, this is Cat and Andrew Wiggins team. And like, I'm going to sit back and like take a back seat to these guys. And he was like, kind of like feeling it out, feeling where he could like make his impact. And then like they started off, I don't remember what their record was, but they started off a little poorly. And at like the 10 game mark, Jimmy Butler was like, F this, this is my team now I'm taking over. And like, that was like when things shifted. So I think that's still like where we're at with Rudy as far as like, he knows, like maybe he knows like he can shove D'Angelo Russell and that'll like wake him up. But Mm -hmm. like, he can't shove Anthony Edwards or he'll get mad or he'll shut down or different things like that. So I think it's just kind of like a feeling out process with that. I want Rudy Gobert. He's the veteran on the team. He's the guy that's been on good teams. I want him to be the vocal leader, the guy that is holding, especially the backcourt accountable on the defensive end. Because He's too busy smoking cigarettes and eating baguettes though, dude. But... <laughs> Ratatouille. You, yeah. you interrupted me as my point was finished, so I had nowhere <laughs> yeah, to go. No, no. <laughs> All right, well, well, well said. I, you know, I'm going to push back on like the impact. He definitely hasn't done like five first round picks worth of impact. I mean, it's, it's not his problem that they traded that much to get him. So be it. Uh, I do think though, even like when he was putting up zero and zero, it's crazy to see how. And this is just everyone's been beating this to the dead horse. But it's like people like be driving. You think that's easy layup, and like, oh, here comes Rudy, and like they'll dish it out. So even if it's on the stat sheet. Yeah. We're turning into jazz fans. Like it's not it doesn't show up on the stat sheet all the time. Yeah, but that stuff that stuff shows up in like the deeper stats. I mean, like, I know, like, net like rating and all that. Measure, measurably, he is not having as big of an imp- this is one of his least impactful seasons since like his like third year or whatever when he was still like establishing himself as a guy. That's not to say he's been a negative. He just yeah. hasn't been like like if he's not he's not in the defensive player of the year conversation right now and he hasn't been like the offensive force. I think we've we kind of like expected him to be like. I'm really surprised at like his lack of touch around the rim. Yes. Um, Why does he just dunk it? Well, but, I know. Well, he started to. What, <laughs> but what's weird about this is like he's he's led the league in field goal percentage each of the last two seasons. He shot over seventy percent from the field last year, sixty eight percent the year before, sixty nine percent the year before, sixty seven percent the year before that. Oh, that's nice. He's shooting sixty three percent now this year, which is like quite a bit worse when you consider all he's doing is like taking layups and dunks. Um, and so I don't know if he's like if like the knee thing is still bothering him or if it's still just like that feeling out process of fit. like like people getting it to him in the right spots. Um, but yeah, that, that's been like my biggest takeaway is he has been a little more like awkward offensively and not as like automatic around the rim as I expected him to be. Like I didn't expect him to be like posting up guys and hitting hook shots, but like 
they'll hit him on like a wide open like pick and roll, and sometimes he'll just like. He goes like, lay it up like off the bottom yeah, of the rim or something. It looks like me shooting. It's, it's, it's bad. Interesting. This has turned negative on Rudy. Well, not, I, Rudy's no, been no, good. no, no, but we're talking about his offense right now. I, I was gonna say I, I agree with you. I think that noticeably his defense impacts the game in many ways, and I think we're also just used to having an offensive center. Like it's a, it's a big it's a big shift. I mean, for the last twenty years, we've had an offensive center yeah. like mm-hmm. we're just not used to that type of and not to say that like we should expect him to be good defense or offensively we should we should expect to him to you know start to feel that fit but sometimes it feels like there's when they're on the same the court at the same time him and cat there's like duplicative nature there because cat like cat obviously like is playing the power forward position but it's all, it seems like they're going to the same spot sometimes and it just looks like a better. little bit yeah. yeah it's gotten better with with time but it's just like you have two big centers that are used to playing similar positions and they're both emotional guys mm-hmm. um it's just an interesting dichotomy there yeah that's a good point like like the whole the spacing <laughs> issue and also just think about Rudy Gobert interesting player to game plan for uh Finch doesn't like the pick and roll he's pretty vocal about mm-hmm. not liking the pick and roll cat's a unicorn how do you go here's a seven footer but he can shoot from 34 feet away that's the best yeah. shooter on the team yeah so it's like yeah a lot of factors um affecting the team uh yeah. to, to, to kind of shoehorn this guy in I'm a big fan of just putting him in, the, in that Vando dunker spot like try the same offense as last year and just pretend that Rudy is Vando and let's just see what happens. Well, so I wonder like too, like offensively, I wonder how much better he gets offensively if like we ever start shooting the ball better. Cause like you were saying like That's spacing yeah. issues, like back to that Miami game and like, yeah, he had zero shot attempts, but that's because there was like five guys, 10 feet or less away from him. And like, we're just out there clanging threes. And like the shooting has been a problem throughout the season. Um, D'Lo is starting to get a little bit starting to get a little bit better. We'll talk about McDaniels in a little bit. He's been shooting really well for mm-hmm. for a couple of weeks now. Um, Ant is still in that like 35 percent range. I think we were hoping he'd be more in like that 38 percent range. Russell is not shooting very well. Cat's not shooting as well as we're used to cat shooting. And then the bench. There's not nearly as much firepower on the bench as we were used to having. Yeah, last Torian, year Torian cooled down after shooting 80 yeah. percent from three. wasn't sustainable. Shocking. But like we're really feeling like the lack of Malik Beasley. Is he on leading the, bench. the league in three point percentage? Yeah, and I th- mean like he's like we know he's like a streaky guy. It's not about like what he's doing in Utah as much as like we don't have like that guy who's like on a high volume mm-hmm. going to shoot like 40 percent and mm-hmm. going to like be run into the corners. And what stuff about like Bryn that. Forbes? Well, yeah, but Bryn Forbes. A is not shooting well, and B can't do anything else. Yeah, he's yeah. looking pretty bad. Yeah, I have a question for Beck. Since okay. you what you follow me? the, uh, you I mean you can answer it too. Thanks. But um, I just want to know your insight. Like, do you think so? Rudy's struggling offensively here. Do you think there's carryover from what was going on when he left Utah? Like they weren't getting in the ball. Like, is there any similarities? I guess to our struggles with with him getting him to produce. Well, I think we like partially we tried like to force feed the ball to him at the beginning of the year as like we were like, we think we can get more out of Rudy Gobert if we utilize him in like post up and stuff like that. And he's just he's just not very good at that. I think like most of the offensive struggles go to like the shooting like we were just talking about. And he's played a little bit better lately, but like also the D'Angelo Russell thing has not been like the legendary preseason talk of the D'Angelo Russell, Rudy Gobert pick and roll has not 
come mm-hmm. to fruition. And like I said, it took Mike Conley a whole season to figure out that chemistry with Rudy Gobert because he is a really un- as as big as he is, and as much as it seems like oh, just throw it up to the rim and he can get it. He's a really unique player to play offense with and like so you have to figure out like how to use those screens and Mm -hmm. d'angelo russell doesn't like to get as like deep on like a pick and roll he likes to kind of like stop from that mid-range area whereas like for those lob dunks you need to get like a little closer to the rim to like that floater range i wish he would just drive he has the sorry not to cut you off like he has that mid-range great tool to have but like just he when he gets to the he can he's yeah. a good post up point guard like he can do it. So I don't think he needs. It, I don't think it's post up. It's like like I said, you it's or on the block. If you, you want to get like if you want to like get like your roller like a big lob threat roller like that involved, the way to do that is to like get to like floater range. So it's a, you force the defender to make a decision like, am I going to contest here or am I going to go back to my yeah. man here? And then you can also like disguise like a floater and a lob pass. Those two. Th- Things look the same, and so it's like a tricky. And then you thing draw the goaltend, and that's the new offense yeah. is drawing the goaltend. Yeah, it is, it is. I mean, especially with D'Lo, he's such a methodical. Like he's not a, he's not going to like speed to the rim, and it feels like he uses those picks as like just a wall that he kind of like you know he kind of like he likes to. It's called he likes to like snake pick and roll. Yeah, exactly. And, so that, and he exactly. wants to get like he wants to get to like that elbow like mm-hmm. free throw line distance and shoot a mid range shot which is not the best way to get yeah. Rudy Gobert involved. And also D'Angelo Russell out of the pick and roll, his best like passes out of that are those little like pocket bounce passes. Mm-hmm. Whereas like Rudy Gobert, the way you want to get him involved is to throw the ball high and have him go up and get it. He's not very good at like yeah, catching Williamson bounce passes that. because he's so high above the ground. That's a great segue to something I was noticing. And you're going to love this, Brandon. When D'Angelo attempts to pretend to play like Jordan McLaughlin, we are good and he is good. Like when he's sprinting up and down the court and he's moving quickly and quick decisions, the, the offense hums. When he starts to slow things down, that's where things get stagnant. So I thought that was One quite might funny. say effort. As one we just one might about. say one That's might why say we effort. boo D'Lo. Oh, my God. That makes me so sad. <laughs> Let's get into Jaden McDaniels, who we're talking about spacing and shooting and all that. He has been uh, doing his part the last six games. He's come alive. So in the last six games... He's averaging 14.5 points per game, 4.5 rebounds, 1.5 assists. Bump that up, Jaden. One steal, one block, 57% from two, and 43.5 from three points. It's kind of – a lot of stuff is like the same as last year, like slow start. Mm -hmm. Jaden has a slow start. Now Jaden's picking picking it up, and now we're picking it up. uh, last episode, we said D'Lo is the, is the key. Is Jaden the key? What's I think going they're on? all keys. They're all. I think the starting five. I think everyone in the starting five is important. Hot take. <laughs> well, I actually Shocking. think um, not to like pile on D'Angelo Russell. I I hate being like I hate, you are such a hater. I hate dude. being like anti D'Angelo Russell guy, but like hates D'Lo. the the recent like uptick in production from Jaden McDaniel's is because like he has more like freedom and flow in the offense because we have. Because D'Angelo Russell has taken more of a back seat. So, like, as D'Angelo Russell's usage goes down, that usage goes to Jaden McDaniels and he becomes more comfortable when he's not just like, because like he's not gonna be effective if he's just standing in the corner catching mm-hmm. and shooting corner threes. He's a guy that like he wants to be attacking on closeouts, wants to be like driving and distributing. And so, like, when you take some of that usage away from D'Angelo Russell, that's like a natural place for it to go i've also noticed so i just noticed this like 
the three he hit to put us up four um was like an, Jaden? A, yeah was like an above the break three and like that like sparked in my head i was like feels like Jaden is not like shooting from the corner as much and it feels like he's better from like above the break and the top of the key so i looked this up he's shooting a career low percentage of his threes from the corner he's shooting above the break more than he ever has in his career and that's led to him being more effective so he's more comfortable like in the middle of the court above the break than he is in the corners which is weird because the corner is the easiest uh, three-pointer in basketball i mean do is there a reason why i mean i think it's because a, a lot of the guy like the whole part of the no role players in the starting lineup problem is everybody with the exception of rudy gobert in the starting lineup fancies themselves a creator Got a lot of guys who are fancies himself. Wow, wow. <laughs> a literary journey. We've got a lot of guys who are really comfortable, like creating for themselves. And when you're creating shots for yourself, those shots are going to come above the break. Versus, like when you're shooting from the corner, that's oftentimes going to be a catch and shoot, either coming off a screen or on like a drive and kick or something like that. And that seems to be where Jaden's like less comfortable, which is a little weird because that's kind of the role he was like. Sh- like pigeonholed into as a rookie, but um, I don't know. I mean, you've said, and the other thing is as good as like all the offensive stuff has been, he's unbelievable defensively. And the big thing these last six games is he's just stayed out of foul trouble so yeah. he can get into a rhythm. He look, he looks bigger. Sorry, Durf. He, looks, he looks bigger. He's also more comfortable talking shit. He's really, he's yeah. really doing it now. Um, last point before we get into, unless we have last thing before we think about wrapping it up, we have a great dunking team because Jaden's hunting heads. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Anthony Edwards yeah. when the lanes clears dunking. Cat throws it down sometimes because he's just long and he's like. I, Nas, Nas Reed, Nas sneaky Reed. good dunker. Yeah. Uh, not sneaky. It's quite blatant <laughs> when it happens. Nate Knight, uh, Jalen can yam as well. We have a really strong dunking team, and I'm very, it's it's very exciting. Yeah, and then, makes, and for I, fun, makes for fun games. And Rudy can kind of do it. Rudy likes to like swing. Like he really does like a like a jungle gym type, like a whoosh type. <laughs> yeah, thing. he just he just throws it right down. Uh, any other any other player notes or strategy notes or overall notes that we should note on our podcast? Note note um i mean other than just like jordan mclaughlin is amazing yeah he's in like in like the four man or three man lineups like the top four in net rating are all him or is it plus it's plus minus like all in in net rating well he's leading the team in net rating by like a wide margin in like half as many minutes as ant who's second on the team that was the the dane moore stat that he threw out that's Um, amazing it's just like everything works when he's on the court i mean he's just he's unbelievable give him him an effort thing well, no, that's a, that's a horrible. No, move. no, dude. I, I don't think it's as much an effort thing. It's an it's it's an effort thing is part of it, but it's also an IQ thing. Um, he's he's very like aware of his strengths and weaknesses, and so he like plays to those. But he pushes the pace, and he's very quick to just make the right pass. So it's like a thing that I've I've talked a little bit about is like. A lot of times, like D'Angelo Russell or Anthony Edwards, like a lot of our primary creators they're like either trying to score or they're trying to pass to score if if, if that makes sense they're trying so, to fill a stat sheet one way or well, another i don't think it's about filling yeah. a stat sheet i think it's just about like the way they're wired so it's like they're either trying to get a shot off or they're trying to make a pass that creates a shot versus like with jordan mclaughlin it's like get the ball up get the ball out of my hands get us into the flow of the offense where it's like He's not going to have as many assists that way because it's going to be like more hockey assists, more like 
balls out of my hands, boom, swing, swing. It's in the corner, open three, like boom, swing, cut. We got a dunk, stuff like that. I wish uh, they actually monitored hockey assists in basketball. <laughs> they, I mean, they do like at an advanced level. I want it. On the back of baseball cards. On, on the back of my <laughs> on the back of baseball, on the back of baseball cards. Weird bit. led the league in hockey. Weird bit. Um, <laughs> it just se- it seems like D'Lo is a lot more cerebral in that. I mean, you can see when he's off like his, and he's yeah. in his head. He's. I mean, he, it's like the reason why he had the yips. He's the Kirk Cousins of this team. He's doing I, when he's dribbling slow to the ground. He's doing the Jimmy Neutron brain blast. Yeah, <laughs> he's just trying to buy time. And, and, and J Mac is a lot more instinctual. Yeah. Ooh. yeah. Continue. What's your take? My take on D'Angelo Russell is like we just call him cerebral because he's moving really slow. He doesn't. He's not really like that high IQ of a basketball <laughs> no, I don't, player. I don't mean cerebral. Basketball, though, it's very. I also yeah. don't mean cerebral in that like he's this basketball mind. I mean you can tell that he's off. Like he's in his own head. So I think he's an overthinker, like yeah, just in general. Yeah. But like, like I said, like yeah. usually, like the way players are defined, like point guards are defined, or like they're either like athletic or they're like yeah, cerebral. Yeah. And I think we just like have put D'Angelo Russell in the cerebral category because he's just like moving really slow. But he can yeah. move quickly, and that's when we're very good. He, yeah. He's not. He can't move that. Quickly. I have. I well, really when he, when he, when he tries. Yeah, I think. Good. I think all this negativity towards D'Lo from Beck is actually because he doesn't like D'Lo because he loves Swaggy P. So he's got oh, the. This is a. Deep, this is a, he's got a bathroom dedicated. I have a whole to, bathroom in my basement right. dedicated. So I, I think Swaggy I think he's still sour about that that uh, bumping of. Uh, no, I gave Delo his flowers after the nice defense. Okay. I, I was I was very proud of very proud yeah, of you. Sure All right. Thing. We have the Wolves uh, Wolves Twitter draft coming up, which I'm going to push back. We're going to try and make it shorter. But in the meantime, no, we're okay. not pushing it back. It's not going to take that long. You, it might, but whatever. It's the winter now, guys. You know what winter means. No more going outside that much unless you're in a winter sports. But generally, you're hanging out outside watching movies, watching uh, various sports. And when you're hosting folks, you got to have the salsa and the chips and ready to go. Don't. I'm going to say it again. Five episodes in a row. We do not rock with store-bought nasty big not salsa. at all. Big salsa supports tax cuts for billionaires. Do and we know that? Probably. <laughs> But Joe Mama's is a locally owned salsa company, and it's locally sourced, and it has delicious, vivacious flavors. They have their standard, you know, mild, medium, and hot salsas. They also have some more flavorful ones like roasted garlic. My favorite's pineapple mango, um, and it's definitely worth your uh, purchase for when you have friends over or by yourself. I ate the first 75% of my jar uh, by myself standing up while House of the Dragon was playing. Remember House of the Dragon? Yeah. <laughs> Was, I'm not giving anybody of my any of my salsa. That's for me. Not during House of the Dragon. No, just in general. That's what I like to do. Is good. I would take a shot of the Jomama salsa, the super hot, and then I pretend that I was like one would of the dragons. Be, would that be good? Like, <laughs> could you make like a like a Bloody Mary with the salsa? Uh, that, like, no one's stopping you. You can do whatever you, you want with these products. It. Do it uh, once you, you buy. The guy that was gonna dip your carrots in caramel last <laughs> no. week. I asked him to do it. He's the one that brought it up. Honestly, once you buy the Dramama salsa, you can do whatever you want with it. Wow. As long <laughs> within reason. No, it's yours, dude. <laughs> We're not going back to the old app. Uh, All so right. We get your Dramama salsa at High V Cup Foods or JomamaSalsa.com. That's J O M O M M A S. Last thing, did I mention they use locally sourced ingredients? That's big for me. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, okay. I'm mentioning it. All right. This is the part of the show where the hosts debate a hyper niche Timberwolves topic. Only a true diehard would have an opinion about this. 
which you are. So here you go. Wolves, Twitter, draft. It is what it sounds like. We have scoured Twitter for the last decade, um, you know, ingraining ourselves in Wolves Twitter. So we are going to each draft our seven man. I'll so acquiesce. How, I was going to say, how do you want, how would you, if you were cutting it down, how would you I, cut it down? I would cut down one reporter and one blogger. So it's five. But let's but we're do gonna it. leave so many good people on, off the board then. <laughs> it's gonna get... Or we could we could push that into one thing and it could just be three report like content. Mm, I like that. Let's yeah. do six. Let's do six. Yeah. So we have three either reporters, writers, or bloggers, one hype man, one meme lord, and one wild card. So does that make sense? Yep. Yeah. It's cool. Um, anything else you want to say about this, Brandon? This is your brainchild. Yep. I have the uh, random number generator again to determine our draft order. Do we get another special number? Whoever gets it gets the automatic first pick. All right. Special number is... Uh, 666. <laughs> 532. That's a great special number. Who gets it? I get it. Wait. <laughs> so if you know if you... Oh, that's right. You okay. the Excel sheet. Yeah. All right. Highest right. number first overall pick, lowest number last overall pick. Or... Middle in the middle. Or special number gets first overall pick. <laughs> All right, we have with the first overall pick, Brandon Beck. Oh, it rigged. Yeah. With the no second overall pick, Durf. This is the same nice. one. And with the third no, overall pick, I was Jally. first last time. I think we were um, swapped. You just were, for the record, uh, Durf, your number was 527. So you were so close oh, no! to the perfect number. Dude, that's why, that's why I love having special little fun Easter eggs in our If podcast. you get the special number, you should be able to pick all of yours first and everyone else draft. Here we go. So uh, I'm so sorry. Right. <laughs> um, I, will, I will kick us off. Okay, who are you drafting? All right. It's the first overall pick, and I don't think there is any other way to go. The the king of Timberwolves Twitter, gentlemen. I am taking my meme lord. Ha ha. He, he oh, Jake scraps. Yeah, that's the that's the first overall pick for sure. Yeah. Um, we should say why. So I mean, that's why. I mean, I mean, he, he's the he's the he drives. If, if I had, if I could only follow one person on Twitter during a Timberwolves game, it's Jake scraps. Yeah. I think that's the same for all of us. Yeah. And I mean, the merch is fire. The I merch mean, is fire. Yeah. I, I've literally worn Jake Scraft's merch to every podcast recording. It's the only way to do it. Yep. Uh, all right, Durf, who are you drafting? Um, and why? I, with the second overall pick, I'm taking Johnny K. Athletic. John Krasinski. It's a great pick. Uh, that's a little bit more of like, that's, a, that's an info pick, an insights pick, not really an LOL funny pick. Well, yeah, but that's what you, he's not the meme lord. He's a he's yeah. A I'm writer, taking him as a reporter. Yeah, I mean he is the he is the Adrian Wojnarowski of of Minnesota Timberwolves. He's Twitter. the number he he's the number one seed of that. Yeah, he's that he's he's the breakdown. writer blogger reporter. I mean, there's one other like yeah. you could like quibble with as like the maybe potential like top dog from the writer blogger reporter mm -hmm. sphere, but mm -hmm. I mean. No question, like he's he's got a great the, mix the of Godfather, but like on the top Godfather of on top Twitter. of like being obviously an in, like a very insightful man, he's pretty funny. Like he's yeah. a pretty funny. Oh, dude. he's a funny like man. Great Ape dad. Great hang. Great. Oh, hang. he doesn't put enough spicy memes on the timeline. I know Johnny K's got. Yeah, it. that's like you're, a, you're just gonna draft a bunch of meme lords. <laughs> we have one meme lord, Jordan. <laughs> yeah, how are you fitting meme lords into reporters? I don't know. I what don't know. What reporting meme lords are there? Um. I, well, they have to. They can't show bias, and a lot of memes go super left wing. So mm. you can't. You can't do that nowadays. So I, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Um, great okay. pick, Durf. Great, great pick. Great you. pick. Great pick. Um, I have the <laughs> I have the wraparound. Love good wraparound. I love a good wraparound. So I think 
Mm, there's so many ways I can go. There's some uh, I, there's some on here that I don't think you're going to take. So I'm, I'm trying to strategize if I, should, if I should grab them right away or if I should let them ride. If they're deep cuts, they might be yeah, that's sneaky a, all picks. part of your draft strategy. So one of my okay, one of my okay, I'm taking my meme lord first. My meme my, my meme lord my meme lord Barflon Tito, formerly of Bleach Report and Twitter Sports. He he is freaking hilarious. Uh, he gets the memes going spicy um that's my first overall pick great pick i had uh, i had barf on my uh on my big board but i had him as a hype man i also did well he well it's a, a i think lot, it's yeah, i think yeah. it's a fair pick. you can be both a lot of wild you can kids. be both also we should say their handles uh barflon is at the underscore barf tender you've seen him and then for my other wraparound pick i should take uh i should take i should take a a, a big media person i think i'm gonna take is he I think this counts as well. You guys can push back on this. Actually, no. Writer, I want Britt Robson. Damn it. I want Britt because I like his just swagger. I like how he, he gets spicy too. So he does yeah, the he reporting does. and he does spice. Not really memes, but just funny quips. I want Britt on he, my team. He yep. is a meme of him, like yeah. in and of himself. I, he Britt's a yes. Britt's a great pick. Um I had I had a little bit of a strategy brewing. Um I was gonna try to pair. Brit and someone who else is going yes. to go really high. Yeah, I I, I think Brit does a good job. Just you know, doing scratching my itch for insights, but also like, here's a concert I went to in 1973. I'm like, this is the most interesting <laughs> yeah. person I've ever seen. Uh, I'm it's me, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna take Beck's pick, uh, Dane Moore. Dane Moore. Yeah. My like I said, I was I was hoping that it was gonna work out if. If you didn't take Brit and you took someone that maybe Durf because he I already had. had a reporter was going to do something else, mm-hmm. and then I was going to go back to back Brit and Dane for the chemistry because like the Brit and Dane pod after Crunch wears no pants, of course, is <laughs> like the, the pod, pod of the week that I look forward <laughs> to. <laughs> Great pick. So we so my team Barf and Brit Durf. You got Johnny K and Dane Moore yep. and Brandon. You have Jake Scraffs and who are you going to pair with Jake? Durf has a real strong uh, reporter crew, arguably the top two, I would say. Yeah, it's a pretty that's, sure pre- that's like the that's a Showtime a Lakers duo. That's a Showtime Lakers of Wolves Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, guys, I am. St- I'm going to leave all of my writer blogger spots open. Interesting. And I am going to take my hype man on the next pick. Mm-hmm. And once again, a guy that I'm on the record as you guys know who I love. I love this guy, Kyle Tige. Nice. The hype man to go with Jake's grabs. The double pod lord, the stashed king. As he's of right he's now. your hype man? He's my hype okay, man. Okay, because yes. I also had him in the writer blogger because he also yeah. writes. Yeah, that, that's like, there's there's like flexibility with yeah. some of these, but yeah. I mean like his whole bit is like, Mm-hmm. I like nobody gets me more hyped about like no one you would get me more hyped about like a 30 and 50 Timberwolves team than <laughs> Kyle Tyke did <laughs> really shepherded us through some dark times thank you Kyle I like I really like this segment because it's so wholesome yeah just showing yeah, love to people exactly I love these guys these people put in work it's they, not, they put it's in, not easy put in work Jake Scraps is up every morning firing <laughs> up the coffee and uh, Photoshop to make it happen uh, do so you I have think, one more pick yeah, it's, yeah it's back to me um so I It's a strong team, by the way, Jake Scrass yeah. and Kyle Tagge. This might be this one might be a little bit of a stretch this early in the draft. I don't know if this guy is on your guys' board. Um, but I am taking uh one of my first writer blogger. I'm taking Punch Drunk Wolves. Oh, oh nice. 
He gets kind of spicy. They, I guess. He I also yeah, I hates say, D'Angelo Russell. <laughs> that's why. There, was, there was a couple that I was like, well, th- there's like a writer for this blog, but then there's also the blog account, yeah. which I also enjoy. He, yeah. he just has both of them be the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't um, even know what Punch Drunk Wolves' like actual name is. I love that. <laughs> Hide behind. He's the been screen. on Dane's pod before, so I've it's a I've great heard his name before, but yeah, uh, I think it's uh, Bartholomew. I doubt it, but uh, maybe. Well, I'm pretty confident that it is because <laughs> okay. you can't refute it. Uh, Durf, what do you got? So you have Johnny Kane, Dane Moore. Who is uh, who is your next pick? Um, let's see here. I'm gonna take this dude. What we need? <laughs> we need three of the reporter writer. Blogs, yeah. Right? yeah. Um, I'm gonna take Jack Borman ah. as, as my third pick. High on my board. I like Jack Borman. Mm-hmm. Runs Canis Hoopus now. Good for him. Yeah, yeah great job. Since Tige, since Tige stepped away, it's uh, Jack Borman's. It's Jack Borman's mm-hmm. baby, the JBB. The JBB. All right, let's see. Uh, I got my nice wraparound coming up. <laughs> Let's see here. Uh, I'm going to go with my wild card, Shabazz Khan. Ooh, that's a good oh, one. I had him on my big uh, Shabazz not only was a photographer at my wedding and engagement photos with his wife, he also was the former director of social at the Timberwolves. And uh, just the, the insights, uh, he doesn't tweet as, as often anymore, but he has mm. really nice like three sentencers, uh, always well thought out. He now gets to film LeBron at Uninterrupted Shabazz, and he ha- hosts a space with a spaces with Barf uh, after many many a Wolves games. I don't know if they're still doing that, but they, when they when they get together, it's always a great time. So Shabazz is my wild card, and then I'm going for my hype man, Jordan Die. Yep, high on my board. High, yeah, here. the courtside king himself. Um, this man has no rules. He does whatever he wants. Um, he had a, his own Reddit thread the other day. He had his own yeah, Reddit thread. Someone claimed that he was a big drug dealer. <laughs> yeah, he's a drug smuggler. That's how he got all his money. That's, That's like why. all of his money. Uh, <laughs> Doesn't own a, his own company or anything. Uh, just the, just the passion courtside. It gets. I I think he's really gotten people like going. To, like, yeah. For oh to, yeah. And it's not just because of the lime green hair. I just think that you know he's an active yeah. fan courtside. You I can mean, hear his just, claps on the on the tele on the telecast. It's just cool to have like that like notable courtside fan yeah mm-hmm. like in like the bigger markets it's like people who are it's like famous it's like Jackie yeah. thing. but it's kind of cool that like like smaller market like local minnesota has like he's kind of like carved out his fame as yeah the famous sideline guy bill bice or whatever yeah, what was yeah, his yeah. Name? bill bice um yeah i thought i just thought it was great i, I went to a couple games where he was sitting in the best seats in the house and then Jordan Woods is off to the side. Like she's on yeah. the very tail end. I was like, this is just a great, I love this. Um, but yeah, shout out. Let shout me regale you the story with the time um, we got warnings uh, at the Heat game last year. Oh, so yeah. it was, so um, we were talking mad shit to Jimmy Butler and the whole time we were asking Jimmy, uh, is a, and oh, the bit, you drink Hennessy when you're in those seats. So <laughs> the inhibitions are gone. So the whole time we're yelling at Jimmy, like, big face coffee, do you pay a livable wage? Where do you get your beans from? Is it ethical? And that's all we were saying. We weren't saying anything vulgar at yeah. all. It was like, it was all about big face coffee's practices. And then <laughs> halfway through the second quarter, the, the like, security comes out and goes, hey, you guys got to calm down. Always you're out of here. <laughs> and like, they would have lost their season tickets. So the rest of the what? game were going, go team, go, like, <laughs> g- generic. 
And then like there's a free throw, like Malik was like like on the other side of the court hanging out. So I go, hey Malik, keep a positive attitude. And I gave him like this kind of thumbs up. And he started laughing. So that's so take that NBA, even though you're trying to you're trying to stop the can't power silence. of Jordan Dye. You can't the, stop it. The vibe is contagious. That warning, that red card was so I couldn't amazing. believe it. I couldn't believe the game. You, you sent it to our group chat and I lost it. <laughs> Are you serious? We got red carded. Um so shout out to J Dye, shout out to Craig. Um uh Durf, it's your turn. So you uh, need hype man, meme lord, and wild card. Yeah. You got your reporters filled. I'm gonna take my hype, my hype man, Jeff Municky. <gasps> Ooh, Love Jeff. Pick. Love hot Jeff. Pick. Great dude in person, but also great presence on social media. Really encouraging guy. Encouraging, great uh gallery of super merch. Yeah, years past yep. merch. Super good engagement, too. He just loves people. It's awesome. And nowadays, it's hard to find. I f-ing hate people. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. He does. They're the worst. <laughs> Dude, I still wear my mask to Target, not because I'm scared of COVID. I'm, you know, I'm still a little bit conscious, but mostly I'm like, you've got to go faster. <laughs> and I don't want to get my ass kicked. <laughs> like, I need to protect myself from getting just rocked. Okay. Jeff Honeycutt, he's a great pick. All right. Great pick. Also, he might come on the pod. I, mean, I, I love Jeff. That would be ask awesome. Him. Yeah. I will ask him. You know what? I will. <laughs> you know what? Keep your eyes I'm out. I'm going to do it. <laughs> Who knows? We might name drop you and get you on the pod. All right. Uh, get some discounted tickets. All right. Cool. 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 All right. Two picks to me. I'm going to, I've got a couple writer blogger spots. I think I'll probably fill those right here. Uh, the first one I'm going to go with. Um, once again, I don't know how familiar you guys are with this guy. I don't know if you follow him, but uh, Jake Painting. Jake Painting is oh, a sleeper. Yeah, Jake good pick. Painting is. What's his affiliation? I'm. I think he's technically Canis. Is he Howls and Growls? Yeah, his Howls and yeah, Growls his is his podcast. Great. Oh, and his newsletter. Newsletter is great. Every, he started every doing game. like post game like. He picks like one stat of the game to like expand on, like a little like 10, 15 minute like post game things. He's just like a really smart dude and like echoes a lot of my opinions and <laughs> really like engaged, like really like will have like fun. This back guy and likes forth. to form an echo chamber around himself <laughs> and not get any unique opinions. <laughs> he'll have like fun back and forth. Like he'll respond to you and like, like if you ask him questions and stuff, like just a good, good, good follow. This is making me realize how deep we are with just yeah. Yeah. awesome folks. That's mm-hmm. why I wanted it to be seven because there's going to be a lot of good. We can add in the seventh one. A lot of good quality to. left on the board. Um, okay. You have your wraparound. So you get, you, you get, have my wraparound. And so I'm going to take my other reporter. Can't believe this guy has fallen this far, guys. Who? Jace Frederick. Yep. Guys. Uh, oh, shoot. It I'm, was between him and Jack Borman for me. And I went. Yeah, I, I went thought down. I thought you were going with Jace. Yeah. Um, once again, just like really smart dude, loves Jordan McLaughlin. Mm-hmm. After the Brit Dane pods, the Brit Jace pods are some of my favorites to listen to. Um, so yeah, Jace Frederick filling out my writer blogger spot. Awesome pick. That was a that's a good value pick. Yeah, I can't believe really he good fell value. all the way to the fifth round. We're uh, we just blow, I guess. <laughs> all right. <laughs> All right, Durf, what do you got? I, you got a writer, right? And a wild card? I, and a meme lord. No, no, yeah, no. the meme lord and a wild yeah. card. Yeah, right. that's it. Meme lord and wild card. I, for my wild card pick, I'm taking another hype man account. I'm taking Ant Jr. <gasps> Damn yeah. it. I thought no one was going to pick him. <laughs> yes. that, was, that was my sleeper. Yeah. I was Let's gonna go. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I like that pick. I love Why? that pick. There's no, there's no value there. It's just, it's just Ant propaganda. 
It's a great. It's a hype man. That's I the definition of hype man. Wait, I and like, like it's Ant Junior, the, the dog, it's the, the dog. dog. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, so it's definitely like AE Five Enterprises, right? It's. I don't know. I think you're falling for corporate propaganda. Corporate <laughs> one player. It's a, yeah. It's, a, yeah, it's a good. It's pick. a great account. Uh, I love guy, it. This guy hates time, dogs. Every time Ant has, has a sick dog, it's just like great dunk pops. It's such a good account. <laughs> yeah, that's it's gotta so be. That's gotta funny. be like his family, like, well, like a cousin of his or something. Right? So what? It's so still what? part of it's Twitter. Cool. I don't rock with it. That's part of Ant Twitter. An awesome picture. It was who I was gonna take with the last pick. So it's. Damn it. So that's got, the second draft have in a, a backup. Row. That's the second draft in a row you've taken. I yeah. do have a backup. Okay. Okay. So I have but two. I'm a little nervous you're gonna take my backup. Me if or Nerf? If well, you don't you only have writers and bloggers left. Yes. I got two slappers coming up. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Let's let's go to seven. Should we go to seven? Another should we add another wild card? Or should That's we gonna throw the whole, yeah, we could add another wild card. Well, not, when we get when we get back to you, we can see how we feel. Okay. So I need I need two writers. I want Chris Hine. Okay, I was nervous Chris Hine was going to go undrafted no, after yeah. Durf and I had our stuff filled, and I was going to be no. mad about that. I'm taking yeah. Chris Hine. Great pick. Also uh, a very high-value pick. High-value pick. He also is a great piano player. I had him on my uh, my short-lived music podcast. We, have, we should have him play music on our podcast. Oh, yeah. I'm, we're Bring getting in a keyboard. <laughs> no. He's just playing in the background. Dude, we're going to get Chris in here. We're going to do like a half-music, half-Timberwolf-centric bit, so... Brandon, you're gonna have to listen to music. <laughs> I, you make it sound like I like despise music. <laughs> Anti-music guy. The only thing you listen to is that one quick scene in Pirates of the Caribbean 2 where Davy Jones is playing the organ with his tentacles. <laughs> that's, the, that's your favorite song, bro. And Eminem. It's, it's just on repeat. Yeah. Uh, and then for my second rider, this I is I know my, who this is gonna be. Do you know who it's gonna be? It's gonna be Huncho J-Man. No, oh. that's a wild card. Is he a writer? He's a yeah, blogger. Writer, he's a, blogger. He's a blogger. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Huncho is on my is on my. Oh no. No. <laughs> he shouldn't have said it before he picked. Uh, no, Just want, go with your gut. Uh, Chalenga from the CND NBA oh, show okay. and zone coverage. Nice. I think that's one of the funniest people I've ever met, and I, and I just everything that that podcast does is just just gets me I, right in the heart every time. So I, I had Chalenga on my board as a potential meme lord if I didn't have the first overall. pick. Again, a lot of versatile folks. A really good pick. Uh, in Wolf's Twitter. And also just like, I think Dylan, the other guy, runs just the uh, the pod account, also super strong. Um, so Chilengo, welcome to the squad. So if we don't continue the bit, my team is Barflon, Britt Robson, Shabazz Khan, Jordan Dye, Chris Hine, and Chalenga. I'm fine with I'm fine with ending the bit. I just wanted to make sure we can, Chris Hine got we taken. Can, yeah, we can. We'll do our we'll last. We'll do some picks. honorable mentions. As yeah, well. I still have my last yeah. pick. You have one more. If we, no, if we have so many, let's do it. Let's do. I was do well. We can also just go through our. Yeah, like we can just list our honorable okay. mentions. Like the ones that didn't get okay. drafted. Okay, sounds good. Um, for my meme account, don't do it. I'm taking, it's a smaller account. It's not as well known, but it's so good. If you guys like I Think You Should Leave, it's called I Think You Should Naz Read. <laughs> this is a classic account. And it's such a good account. It's They're so funny and so thematic and timely. It's I, Go follow. If you don't follow, I think you should Naz read. It's amazing. I'm worried a little bit about the oversaturation of I think you should leave memes, but also every time I see one, it gets me every time. Yeah. So I just rock with it. This is just a shameless plug. Well, I didn't want to reveal it actually. I do rock with the cut account. It, cut it. Cut it. I, well, also, right. okay, I, I'm going to be with Durf here because I also had myself as a meme lord. Like, okay. <laughs> I actually had you on my big board. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, uh, I had, I think you should Nas read on the board, on my board as well. If it's, a, if it's a good account, it's a good account. Yeah. So, um, all, all right, right, Beck, who's your final pick? Okay. I was nervous you were going to take this guy. And once again, I cannot believe this guy fell to the sixth round and 
I should get like some bonus points for pairing him with Jake's graphs. A famous Josh duo, Bratton. Josh Broughton, yeah, for yeah. the wild card. Mm-hmm. That's I. I figured. I had I had him on my. I name. thought he was going to be your meme lord pick. Me, Durf. I um, was going to have him as my as a hype man. I had him on my board as a hype man too, um, but I didn't think I was going to take him because I thought I was going to get Ant Junior mm-hmm. as my wild card. Also a great pick. So here are the teams. Okay, so let's we'll do a big honorable mentions section. Wow, Wolf's Twitter is deep. It's Wolf's really Twitter is real. There's still quite a few. Yeah, so, okay, here are the teams. Brandon has Jake Scraffs, Kyle Tyge, Punch Drunk Wolves, Jake Painting, Jace Frederick, Josh Broughton. Uh, Durf, you have Johnny K, Dane Moore, Jack Borman, Jeff Munnicky, and Jr., and I think you should now read, and I have just a freaking powerhouse. Barflon, Britt Robson, Shabazz Khan, Jordan Dye, Chris Hine, and Chalanga. Wolves Twitter, are, are we being kind of uh, dude-centric here? Because like I had Marnie Gellner on my big board. I had Marnie Gellner as well. A, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, also, there's Maggie. I had Muggsy because I had Johnny K though Marnie. I didn't want to go another reporter. That's like again, you kind of have to be. You have to toe the line. Like there's not a lot of like comedy coming from Marnie Gellner's account. But you know what I mean, have you heard her when she's on podcast? Though no, she's she, very, she's funny. very funny. But I just mean from Twitter specifically. Um, um, well, and I had Meat Sauce on my big board because he's he's a Wolves Twitter. So you guys, person. we yeah. did a good job. The top the top thirteen on my board all got taken by someone. Look at us go. So uh, Huncho J Man. Yeah, you you go through yours yeah. and then we'll wrap around. Yeah. So other people Again, nice. on my board, Wolves Clips, great follow. Yeah. Yeah. I had them as a wild card potentially. Huncho J Man as a writer blogger, that's a great one. Cooper Carlson, really good follow. Mm-hmm. Uh, great meme lord account guys. Crunch wears no pants. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly me making threatening TikTok. I've heard of them before. Um, writer blogger John Mayer. Yeah, uh, I had oh, him. John's great. Yeah, yeah. Brendan Headkey. Um, oh yeah. Writer blogger Brandon Scoop B Robinson. <laughs> the wolves are busy. <laughs> wolves are busy, bro. Um, I bet you he'd come on the pod because he he's has, but he stopped saying wolves are busy. Yeah, but he, he still watches. He followed me on Twitter randomly. So we have a line okay. to scoop me. Let's see. And also, he has a cool vibe. I like a guy that yeah. wears suits and like fun glasses. <laughs> I, lo- I love it. It's very magnetic. Um, and then a couple other meme lords. Uh, Netglow, mm-hmm. good meme account. And um, a relatively new account. Another one that's run by one of our buddies, um, Smorg City. Yeah, I had him on. Oh, that's yeah. a great one. That was my backup meme lord. Very, uh, you know, graphic design yeah. centric. He's um, got some really good stuff. Follow like, Smorg City, guys. Yeah, really good, really good meme account. Um, made a Crunch Wears No Pants one. That was awesome. You really did. Expected. He has, uh, he's, uh, there's two more in the pipeline. I've requested them. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, I had Smorgie as well. I had uh, Timberwolves memes. Good account. Mm-hmm. It's like they're kind of a volume yeah. account. So like some of it misses, but it's it's honestly really good. It's well, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's memes, you know. Um Trip, not not D Wolf. Yeah, 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 that's a good daily, one. Yeah, really the daily good one. Wolf. Yeah. Um, I went on uh, their podcast the day before my wedding at eleven o'clock because <laughs> it was the draft and Ricky Rubio got traded. He's like, dude, you got to come on the pod. I'm like, I'm getting married tomorrow, but sure. He goes, bro, that's awesome. And yeah, Trip's great. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, and then yeah, I had John John Mayer as Meyer, John Meyer or Mayer. I think it's Meyer. Yeah, John Meyer. I think it's Y-E-R. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't play guitar either, so it can't be. Man. I know. I was thinking Impossible. too close. Um, his body is a wonder man. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, Marty Gellner, Jim Pete. Uh, Jim Pete, Oh, yeah. uh, Michael Grady was Mike, another one. I have Michael Grady as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Ben Beacon. Do you guys know Ben Beacon? He does... Um, wolves. Uh, I think I follow. I'm not familiar with this one. Someone needs to make a Wolves Twitter list. Because I was trying to like find one. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe we should just make one. Yeah. 
that could be a task along with this the uh, teams here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have to make one and have. Can we make it public so people can add to it? But whatever. Yeah, this is good. Yeah, I think so. Uh, do we have anything? Is there anything else we want to say about Wolves Twitter besides we love everybody and like we have a really strong? So it's fun it's to see how strong it is. It's a great community. It's a lot of fun and like we've all been through a lot, so it's kind of this trauma bonding us together. <laughs> that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Though. Like whenever I'm out, like I wear. I don't wear Twins gear, obviously, because I'm a Mariners fan ever since I was six years old. But like when I wear Vikings gear out, no one says like school. Yeah. No one gives a shit. But when I wear when I wear wolf stuff, it's like wolves back, baby. Let's go. Remember? Do you remember Ryan Hollins? <laughs> <It was> like, <laughs> Ryan yeah. And like, oh, people, he just got the wolf of the. No, I'm just yeah. And people get freaking amped when I'm just wearing uh, yeah. the. I've tweeted this when I'm wearing the blue, black, and green. Man, like I'm meeting best friends for life so it's, it's and i think i think it is a trauma bonding thing like hey we watch an 18 and 50 like 18 and whatever. Yeah, we've been through some rough teams together. 15 and 67 yeah 59 10 timberwolves yeah. that you remember we're still going yeah score. we're still going to like 15 yeah. to 20 games a year when they're winning yeah well, co- well college games. night was schmacking back yeah, then. It was. yeah it was wolves army you had to stay yeah, the entire army. time they're like you can sit in these seats but you have to stand the entire game uh the darko boys yeah mm-hmm. good times great All times right. uh it's time for Random Wolf of the Week, Arwow. We're getting better at that. Yeah, we are. And that's not as funny if we're good at it. (laughs) It's also just funny because it's in the agenda. It's always guess that wolf. (laughs) We never call it that. All right, fellas, uh, my fellas, are you ready for clue number one? Actually, do you want to do your classic bit where you just guess? You get one guess. We should get one guess. I'm just going to inhale and then I'm just going to let out whatever comes first. Okay. Do Do you trust me, Brandon? I trust you. Doug West. No. <sighs> I what I can I do one too? No, I don't want to narrow it. I promise okay, it's not okay. this guy. Miroslav Rodolitsa. Holy <laughs> crap. What, dude? Um I was just looking at no. that guy the other day for a potential one. That's, but he didn't play enough. That's too deep. What is it? What? It has to be ten games or a, no, it's just one game. Oh, wow. when, when did he play? Uh he was like a is random ten day contract guy on a really terrible team. Okay. Yeah, I didn't I hadn't heard of him, so all right. Uh, clue number one. Um, keeping it vague for number one. This former Timberwolf was drafted by the Wolves with the 40th overall pick. Mm. Former Timberwolf, 40th overall pick. 48th. 48th. As if that changes things. I, I have I have two thoughts. Either Craig Smith or Robbie Hummel. I think it'd be Robbie Hummel. Is it Robbie Hummel? It is not Robbie Hummel. But that is a good pick. Okay. Good, uh, I mean, I think good we should try Craigson. He's number yeah. five, right? Yeah. Yes. Why do you always need to know their jersey number? <laughs> we've watched so many. We've watched so many. And also five I is think my he's, fi- I think he's on Big Ten Network now. The five is he my does. favorite number. So I was like, oh, like Craig bat. Smith is going to be great. And I tried to make him good in NBA Live. Couldn't. All right. <laughs> he was so bad I couldn't even progress him. Clue number two. Who is it? During... <laughs> During, during his season and a half stint with the Timberwolves, mm. he appeared in 67 games, only starting three and averaging mm. five points per game and 6.8 games or points per game, respectively. It's so hard when we don't have like a a, a year. I know. Yeah. So he's a second round pick. Craig Smith was better than that. I know. Craig Smith was like good for the Wolves for like a couple of years. Oh, he's number five. My favorite number. So he's playing for me. Uh <laughs> After last week, I'm just like I'm so nervous <laughs> to even say. Second anything. round picks. You're playing with house money. You've you proved yourself. Last no, week. no, 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 no. They go and they're gonna say you're in your flop era. And I don't want. I don't want. I don't want. <laughs> One and done. Yeah, he's he's out of here. I think. I think it might be. 
uh, Stefan Marbury. It's definitely not him. Greg Smith. No. Third uh, clue. He yes. was a former college teammate of a current wolf and a four-year college athlete. Interesting. Um, is it Keelan Martin? <gasps> but he was better for us than five points a game. But he, he didn't get good until recently, though. Maybe that was more of a hype thing. I would guess it. I don't think he was drafted by the Wolves, but Keelan Martin. Nope. It is Sad. not Keelan Martin. But that is a good guess. He was there's the whole D Lo thing. Him and D Lo. Yeah, were that's buddies. right. Did they play? No, he They played high no. school basketball. Together. Um he all right. So the fourth clue is he's played in the NBA for five seasons, spanning the Wolves, the Nuggets, and the Spurs. Kate Bates, Bates Diop. Yeah. Yes. As soon as you said it, it was like Keelan and then Kata Bates Diop was the one. Um, For some reason, when you were teammates with D-Lo? Yeah, at Ohio State. Mm -hmm. They did a whole feature on it on um, League Pass. I knew they were both at Ohio State. I mean, D-Lo was a one and done, so it was only obviously that one year. But uh, But Kato only played two years, I think. No, he played four years at Ohio State. Did he? Yeah. Maybe he was only good for two years. (laughs) Yeah, it was was his last two. I don't think he played much his first two years. I I was wondering when he would be the random wolf. So I think he's an odd fan favorite. Yeah, he is. He was a lot of fun. He actually reminds me a lot of um, slow-mo, like his like body type Mm -hmm. and kind of the way. So and similar, like not as slow, but more like methodical. Yeah. He's he really is. cerebral. And like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But not in the way you think cerebral. Uh, I got really nervous for some reason when you just were going to throw out a random guess. I was like, I, I think he might just say I'm it. always nervous about the random <laughs> yes. guess. Um, the, the final clue was his last name is hyphenated. He went to Ohio State. <laughs> yeah, well, that was just trying to gotten that one. Yeah. Yeah. No, as soon as you said the teams, that was, yeah. that became well, you, you know that he's on the Spurs right now. Yeah. yeah. Well, and also I remember him getting traded to the Nuggets in trade Armageddon day where they everybody the day with traded. only Josh Akogi and Towns left. <laughs> oh gosh. What insane. a time. What a time. The day we got D yeah. Well, what a fun random wolf of the week. I'm yeah. I'm really looking forward to the day where we pick like a big name. Like it's Kevin Love. <laughs> Kevin Garnett. <laughs> yeah. He played 12 seasons. <laughs> you know it's gonna be like Kevin Garnett where it's like he his favorite color is red. <laughs> He's the Wolves <laughs> yeah. all-time leading scorer. <laughs> um, he, so do we have uh, anything else we want to discuss about the Wolves? We do have some bonus potential bits if we have some time. I mean, we have like potential D-Lo trades. I know you want to talk about that, Brandon. We have I, Crunch's pronouns. Are they confirmed? And then Michael Grady, which is one point. He's very good. Michael I'm, Grady's awesome. Yeah. I, th- I think you covered it all. I think that's about it. <laughs> that's it. Those are the points. Yeah, I don't think... First of all, I think your potential D-Lo trades in the document are ridiculous because they're are not just gonna happen. The, I didn't. These are not from me. They're from Wolves they're Twitter. Trending. Well, I've the one of them I've only seen from you on Wolves Twitter. What Zach Levine? Yeah. Did I say that? I saw you respond to some like oh, yeah. Zach Levine is there's, potentially available. Ch- there's Chalenga. Yeah, Chalenga baited me, dude. Zach Levine's always trending in Wolves Twitter though because we all want him back. Can we? Ta- can I talk about my wife real quick and Zach Levine? That's a weird what, what happened? <laughs> so when she was like six months pregnant, she was driving me for some reason. Yeah, she was driving. You were probably hammered. I was probably hammered on the way to our intramural <laughs> or into, our, into, our, into a basketball game. That's why you broke your the Ellsworth threes curds. Another great Twitter account. Follow it. <laughs> so she was, she was driving me and it was the athletic account where they're talking about how Zach Levine, Andrew Wiggins and Kat uh, all like, picked the cul-de-sac where they were all going to live. And I read that to Allie, and she just started crying because she was so emotional. <laughs> she still oh, brings that up. She still brings yeah. it up. And then she goes, why can't we have D'Lo, Zach, Wiggins, Cat, <laughs> all on the same team? I'm like, it doesn't work, baby. I mean, we want it. We all want yeah. it. So but... those, like, well, they could just take less money. I'm like, they're not going to take less money to be together. So I think it's very funny how uh, the Wolves um, 
made a pregnant woman very emotional or just that was Johnny K. It was an athletic article. So way to go, Johnny K. How do you feel about your list oh, now? Man, he I made Ali cry. Might, I might have to cut him from the team now. <laughs> but it was like a cute, like nice cry. Not yeah, like yeah. a, not like it was a, an emotional. Hey, yeah. Not like a, yeah, you suck. <laughs> cry. Uh, well, that, oh, and I have one omission from Wolf Twitter, Henry Lake from WCCO. Forgot oh, to put H Lake in there. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that does it for Crunch Wears No Pants. If you made it to the end, you owe us a five-star rating. Otherwise, I'm coming to your house. I'm going to put Jimmy's dips in your bed and I'm going to mix it with super glue and you're going to be stuck in a sugary, gluey mess and ants are going to come and eat you. Ant. So, ants? Ants going to come? Edward is going to come and eat you. He's going to show up. Uh, so, thank you for listening. That's Nate. That's Brandon. I'm Jordan. Don't forget fear is the mind killer, baby. We love you so much. So much. So does Jesus. <laughs>